Hey everybody! Hi! This is the We Don't Know What We're Doing podcast. That it is. I'm Brennan. I'm Justine. Yeah! <laughs> um, if you hear any weird noises, there is a thunderstorm going on outside. So there has been some thunder rumblings. Yes, and also weird orchestral m- men choirs. We've heard twice for like a second, and we don't know where... So going back to our first episode, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there might be a ghost in my apartment, yes. So Brendan has completely changed everything he believes in. Once I heard that men's choir. <laughs> it was done. <laughs> um, how was your week? It was good, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, been getting prepped for this event that I'm throwing in late October that I'll probably talk about more when I'm more prepared. That's very fair. But uh, I've been meeting with um, people who are going to help me with that. So that's kind of been my week is mostly just the coffee shop and then these meetings where I'm trying to explain a very weird thing. Yeah, it is pretty unique. Yeah. So it's really hard because I have to like sound confident to make it sound intriguing. <laughs> Um, but you don't know what you're doing. But I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, there's a reason we named the podcast yeah, that. Just stumbling through life in general. How was your week? It was good. Um, I stayed home today because I felt miserable yesterday. And then I woke up at like 10 to 9 feeling 100% better. Yay. But I was like, oh, my plan was to just lay on the couch and drink water and tea. Until I felt better, but I don't need to do that. So that was kind of fun. I know, it's like a good thing when you're not Right, now I get a four-day weekend, which is nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, week was pretty run-of-the-mill. Getting bit by kids, getting scratched. The the, the usual, I would say, Yeah, the usual job. thing that happens when you're a paraprofessional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did start studying for the GRE this week. And the math section makes me want to cry, as Mm. Brennan has witnessed twice now. I have witnessed her break down and cry. Okay, not really, but almost, because it's so... I haven't done math for, like, three years, so it's really stressful. Why were you doing math at 22? I was a junior in college. You were a junior? Or four... It's been four years. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you were a junior at 22? No, I was a junior at 20. And 21, so it's been, it's been a while. Okay, clearly math isn't my strong suit. <laughs> <sighs> um, cool. Well, what are we talking about today, Justine? We are talking about feminism and sexism in the church. Now, disclaimer, I am a straight white woman. So that is two levels of privilege that I have. So, in talking about this, I am only talking about my own personal experiences. I am not speaking for the whole, because I cannot speak for the whole. Very valid. And as a disclaimer for me, I am a straight white man. What? Which means that I will be explaining what feminism is. Oh my gosh. No, stop. (laughs) Let me mansplain. No. 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 So, as a a man, I'm going to be taking the back seat in this conversation and letting Justine do a lot of it, but I'll think it's going to be more of like an interview where I'll ask her questions and she'll talk about things. Yes. I think that's probably the best way to go about this. Again, because I want to reiterate this so many times so I don't get in trouble. 
this is only from one person's perspective who does have privilege. Yes. I do have privilege. I just, she, she does have privilege. I have straight privilege and I have white privilege. Mm-hmm. And Brennan has all the privileges. Yeah, I, life is really good for me. Oh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Um, I really should have thought of questions. <laughs> um, so, do you think um, the word feminism is important in talking about Christianity? Or do you think people can slide by with just the term egalitarianism? I think right now it, it is important. Um, because I don't think we're at a point where we can say egalitarian and have it truly be everyone is equal you know i feel like um for the word egalitarian i feel like to me honestly the first thing i think of is a is a white heterosexual couple so to me egalitarian doesn't embody the whole like every single person as equal it just embodies those two those two very specific kinds of people in my opinion um I think we need the word feminism in the church because a lot of people think it's a dirty word, even though a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, gender equality. I'm super on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people are like, oh, feminism? Ugh. No. And they like get really freaked out by it. So I think because we're comfortable with the word egalitarian, we that's another reason that we need the word feminism because it does make people so uncomfortable but they don't know why or mm. it makes them uncomfortable for um I don't want to say invalid or incorrect reasons but for the for the not so correct reasons sure you know so like people can have like horrible experiences with them with feminists like sure just like you can have horrible experiences with any extremist in any issue ever so I understand why some people have a bad taste in their mouth from the word feminism but I think that's why we need that specific word in the church. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's valid. Because um, I know, like, we've talked about in the past, like, our parents would probably say things like... Like, my mom has definitely said in the past, like, oh, I'm egalitarian. Of course I believe in equal rights for men and women. And, and I can do whatever, like, God empowers me to yeah. do. And there's nothing... Like, I shouldn't be able to not do anything because I'm a woman. Yet she struggles with saying, well, she did. She's, a, she's, she's come around better now. But she used to be like, oh, I just, like, if I'm like, well, mom, that means you're a feminist. She'd be like, no. Right. Do you think that, so do you think she needs to claim the word feminism, even though to her egalitarianism means the same thing? See, I think it's, I think it's different for people our parents' age, because my parents are the same way. They mm. grew up with the whatever number wave feminism third or second or third I think where in the 60s feminism was really really extreme and it was very much like lock all the men in a closet and only use them for breeding burn all your bras like it was like it was just like the 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 misandry of feminism which is the which is to say that like women are better than men which Mm. I don't think is true at all um, which might be controversial for me to say. <laughs> you don't think women are better than men? I think we're equal. What? I think that's like the point of this whole freaking conversation. <laughs> but you're a feminist. Um, so yeah, so I understand why, um, like people, especially our parents' age, like baby boomers, are really uncomfortable with that word. But 
I would almost want to challenge that and be like, well, let's look at what feminism means today. Because that is a brand of feminism, but that is not feminism. Mm. There are certain brands of feminism, just like white feminism is different than intersectional feminism. Like, can you really be a feminist if you're a white feminist? Well, no, I don't think so. Because I believe feminism is the equality of all genders. Again, controversy. Um, So I don't think you can be a true feminist as a white feminist, but it is a brand of feminism. Sure. I realize that makes no sense. I mean, it's kind of like uh, denominations in Christianity, right? Like, there's denominations I don't agree with, but doesn't mean they're not... Maybe? No. I see what you're saying, but I don't think that is um, what... I don't, I don't think that applies to feminism. Because there are some aspects of feminism that are just wrong mm. and incorrect. Like white feminism, which is the feminism that only benefits straight white women. That's not feminism. That's wrong. Intersectional feminism benefits trans women, biracial women, women of color, disabled women, like all, like everyone who identifies as a woman. Sure. While also just making the genders equal. Like, no gender is better than the other. Whereas white feminism oftentimes is we're better than everyone because we're women and we're powerful. Which is not a bad thing to think. That you you can think you're powerful and amazing and strong. However, once you get to a point where you're like, because of these things, I'm better than these people. Mm. That's where it gets really poisonous. Um, But going back to our original question, I... Um, yeah, I would challenge people like our parents to rethink the word feminism in today's context, especially within the church, because I fully believe Jesus was a feminist. Like if you look at his mother and if you look at Mary Magdalene and if you look at, I mean, even going back to like Esther and Ruth, like really strong, really powerful women in the Bible and like God really used them as Mm -hmm. amazing leaders, like especially Esther. Like Esther is one of my favorite books in the Bible because she is so strong and she's like I might die for this and that's okay that's worth it and I think that's just ugh she's amazing and I love her um (laughs) can I real quick tell you my favorite story about a woman in the Bible yes um it's not Jezebel is it of course not I'm being serious oh Um, for once (laughs) <laughs> I know, for once in my life. I'm blanking on her name, but she's in the book of Judges. She's the only female judge in the Bible, in the book of Judges. Yeah. Um, and I'm blanking on her name, but basically, um, like, the story goes, like, there's this enemy army. They're really strong. They're really powerful. And God tells her, like, hey, you need to, like, get an army together. You need to fight these people. So she goes to this guy, and she's like, hey, like, we need to get an army together. And this guy, like, kind of, is kind of a chicken. is like, no, I'm not going to do it. So, she, so she's like, okay, if I lead this army... Like, the glory will be to women. Like, she basically is like, you will not get power. You will not get praise. You, like, this will not, you'll be forgotten. Like, this will be a women victory. And the guy's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not fighting. So, like, she leads this army, charges into battle, kicks butt. Um, and then basically this king, like, the king escapes. But, like, it's a huge victory for Israel. Hmm. But the king escapes and he's, like, running away. And he, like, comes across, like, a tent maker and she's also a woman, and so he comes up and he's like, woman, like, make me food, make me, like, drink, I'm gonna go rest in your tent. Gross. You know, because he's a, you know, he's a bad guy. 
Um, and so the woman, like, it's like, oh, of course, of course. And so, like, while he's resting, she takes a tent peg and she stabs him <gasps> in the head and he dies. Yes, queen! So everyone in this story, the heroes are all women. And they're all, like, super tough and super strong. And I have found my new devotional. The, the Book of Judges is dark and bleak and but and weird and amazing. I'm into that. I'm into yeah. all of those things. <laughs> I love it. Wow. But yeah, so that's okay. my favorite story. Because I'm just like, one, you have a woman who, like, leads an army... Who literally shames a man for like not being strong enough? He's like, "Fine, I'll do it, and I'll get the glory." Then and he's like, "Oh, really? oh my um, gosh. And then the other woman is like, "Yeah, no, rest in my tent while I stab you in the face." Oh, I'm into so, that. Yeah, it's a great story. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah. So that's anyway. Sorry. No. Were... Oh my gosh, that was a that was a very <laughs> worthy interruption. <laughs> like I, 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 I rarely come across those, but that that was the one. <laughs> All right. well, I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> um, so funny story about um, my dad and feminism. Actually, there was this fate. There was this article going around like years ago, and it was written by a, a white man. And the article was like, "Why I'll never date a feminist." And it was basically like a glorified listicle. And I posted it on Facebook, and I was just like. <laughs> You guys laugh at this with me. And my dad commented on it. And he, like, penned his comment as if it was to the author. And I think the author's name, first name was David. And my dad goes, dear David. Oh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Or something to that effect. And I just roared laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing. Because I was like, see, dad, you think, oh, like, you, this, mm, so, but it's... It's hard to, like, tell someone, like, my mom and dad, like, no, you're a feminist, when in their head they're like, but I don't want to closet up all the men and use them for breeding kind of thing. So, like, it's a process. Like, just, like, any social justice, like, uh, way of thinking, like, switching your way of thinking is a process. Yeah, for sure. Like, it it was a very weird thing to be like, no, mom, you... you (laughs) no woman like you are a feminist me man telling you yeah it was a very um it was a very weird thing yeah um yeah i will also mention that i think breaking the stereotype of what masculine means is also a feminist issue oh sure because we have this well i feel like people in general Sometimes, kind of, have this idea of, like, what a man, and I'm using so many air quotes right now, what a man should be. And it's, like, should be really tough and should be really ripped and should have, like, a great beard and, like, full head of hair and should be at least, like, 6'5 and, like... Oh, so close. Look like the... What's the guy with the plaid on the paper top? Brawny? The brawny man. man. Yeah, should, like, look like the brawny man. And I think that breaking down toxic masculinity is also an issue of feminism because it's telling men like, hey, you know, you're allowed to be sensitive and to be Mm -hmm. soft and to be quiet and to be shy and to like be all of these more heavy air quote feminine traits. (sighs) So that's, that's, I think that's a whole other episode. Toxic masculinity. masculinity. Maybe that'll be the next one. Toxic masculinity in the church would be a huge Oh my gosh. Oh, I could literally... I'm not even a man and I could go on that topic for days. Yes, me as well. Oh. But anyway, feminism. Yeah. So... (coughs) I'm so sorry. Um... So, why do you think 
feminism is a very important Christian issue. Yeah, so I think that there that God sends a lot of really amazing and incredible women to share and to like um to like share with the body of Christ being the church. And I think that God sends a lot of powerful words through those women. Because God has obviously all of the good and wonderful traits. Because that's where we get them from. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> oh my gosh, excuse me. Um, so God is like kind, like all the, all the traits that you would associate with a, like a stereotypical feminine woman. Again, God, she's using air quotes. By so way. many air quotes. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> God also has those. And mm-hmm. so I think that, um, that God like sends women to deliver messages in a certain tone. Was that sex? That might have been sexist. Oh my gosh. But I... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like thinking as I speak and it's getting really messy. Anyway. Um, I think that like God uses women in like very similar ways as he uses men. Um, sure. But he might also use a woman to get a message through to a man because he's not going to listen to his, his dudes or his guy friends or whatever because mm-hmm. he's stuck in that toxic masculinity thing. Um and I think that God uses women just as often as he uses men, but because in the church, oftentimes women are seen as the children's pastor, or mm. she sings on Sundays, or we only let her preach on Mother's Day. Um, mm. So I think because the church is blinded by that, they're not like, wait, no, you have this amazing gift of, like, let's say, like prophecy, or she, the, these women like speak into people's lives like, no other, and things are revealed through them. Like, because of that um, sexism, those women don't ever get to utilize their gifts, and so these people who they're supposed to reach out to and they're supposed to speak to within their congregation might never hear that because of the sexism that's blocking it. Or because of a man thinking, oh, this woman is coming up. I don't, I don't need to hear anything she has to say to me. She's a woman. Like, what does she know kind of thing? Sure. And... Ah, man, and, like, and a huge reason that I think we need feminism at this church is because I literally heard a sermon preached by a man on feminism in the church. And it was so infuriating. (laughs) Because he's preaching, and I'm like, I can see at least three women in this congregation, and there might be more behind me because I was sitting in the middle at least three women that I'm like you could have preached about this you could have preached about this you could have preached about this but instead we have a man Mm. and and I don't think that uh, most men can speak to issues that women go through like I wouldn't want to hear a man talk about sexual assault because statistically women go through it more and men do too and that's a whole other conversation as well, is men going through sexual assault and sexual mm-hmm. violence. But I don't I don't want to hear a man who... Well, I, I know of a girl yeah. who went through this. Say, Let me comfort you. I was going to say, if the man had gone through sexual yeah, assault, then I, there's permission. Yes. Yeah. Speak about it for days. I will listen. I will take notes. Like, all those things. Mm-hmm. But if a man is preaching on it just because he is a pastor, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Like... I am sorry that your wife has experienced sexism in the church. Have you? If not, take a seat. 
Yeah. Because I don't want to hear it. And I know that sounds really harsh, but like... Why not have, you know, the quote-unquote, why not have the wife who's experiencing this... Exactly. Speak about it. Or literally anyone else in your congregation. Like, send out a mass email and be like, hey, just wondering if anyone in our congregation would be comfortable speaking on this issue. Yeah. I would have freaking felt comfortable being like, I'll do it. I went to a Bible college. I experienced sexism in Bible college. Like, so there are, there are a lot of reasons we need them. And like I said, I'm speaking to my own experiences mm-hmm. as a straight white woman. And I, I can't imagine what it's like to be any other kind of person in the church. And, you know, a woman of, well, like a woman of color, like a, someone who identifies within the LGBTQIA community. Like I... We need more of those people in the church as well. But again, that's another conversation that you and I should not have together. <laughs> yes. We should have other that, people yeah. in those conversations. There's a reason we're just talking about this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. this is what we know. So there, there are countless reasons. And the fact that the biggest reason is that God used women. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. Esther, uh, Ruth, like Mary, other Mary and and even the other Mary and the third like all the Marys like exactly like God used so many women and he used them just mm-hmm. like to their full force like they were all so powerful they they were all very gentle too which I think is important but they were all just mm. like so they're so ready to yeah. do God's will and they were so ready to fight for what was right yeah I had oh and this was for, you know years ago I had a class when I was going to um, my, my small little Bible college. But the professor talked about how in the Bible, you you can literally find a woman in every role of like the men that we glorify. Like the yep. men that we were like, oh, here's a hero of the Bible. We can literally find a woman who does like pretty much the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he, and it was a guy, it was a, it was a male professor, but he was like, why do we glorify the men mm-hmm. characters. Like, why do we focus so much on these people when there's these stories that have women doing almost the exact same thing that we yeah. kind of look over? Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that very, very fascinating. I love that, mm-hmm. actually. That's amazing. Yeah. I do want to go back to an earlier point because I first want to apologize for how I was talking about men and women and God because I just went straight into, I grew up in Bible church and I went to Bible college and went straight into sexism so I apologize for that now that I've had time to think about the foolishness that came out of my mouth I apologize anyway let's continue <laughs> um <sighs> oh, I totally blanked on what I was about to say that's totally okay um so so as as a woman yes which is, I, I which, am. Is, which is what you are, what you what you is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so as a woman who believes in feminism, who believes in equality, how do you rectify the verses in the Bible that seem to point towards um, male leadership? And um... <laughs> so the first verse that comes to mind is the verse in Second Timothy that's mm-hmm. basically telling women to sit down and shut up. Yeah. I would just like to reiterate for all of the people, all of the thousands of people who are listening, that that verse is continually, continu- I, okay, I'm so passionate about this, I freaking 
said the word continually wrong. Um, it is so continually taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And the context of that verse in Second Timothy is that there were these women who were running around like crazy people, like gossiping and slandering and mm-hmm. just like interrupting and just being the freaking worst. And so Paul, Paul, okay, it's been a very long time. So I apologize. But Paul was like, hey, these women are just, you're, you're being too much. Mm-hmm. You are distracting people from learning. I, you're done. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. Like, yes, that makes sense. But for, for so, for, mm, whew, okay, so often people are like, well, in this verse it says women shouldn't speak in church. So that means all women forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. So I think that everything in the Bible has a context. Yeah. G- good. I'm glad we agree. Yeah, it's important. I mean, it'd be it'd be really bad if I was a pastor who was like, no, you can just take it all just how you want it. Oh, good lord, we wouldn't be dating if that were the that were the case. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think a lot of those contexts, it's 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 talking to specific people it's Mm -hmm. not talking to the whole you know and i think it's really important to realize that Mm -hmm. yeah um i don't know if you'll allow me to get a little historical and a little nerdy oh please do so that's not a sarcastic i'm like i I love (laughs) the historical nerdy side of our podcast yes i know that's what the fans love um you mean your mother mm mm-hmm okay Every time we've ever done a podcast, all two of them, she was like, why don't you guys get nerdier and more historical? Wait, really? No. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> goodness. What would we have to even get historical on? Ghosts? Ghosts? And well, back in the 16th century. We could, well. Anyways. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so I did a huge paper, and it was probably the biggest, longest, and best thing I ever did in all of my very short time in college. Um, <laughs> I did a huge paper on um, basically um, arguing for... I had to choose either to argue for um, egalitarian, um, complementarian, and um, the crazy one that's... Because egalitarian is both genders are, are you know, I, the genders, everyone's equal. Um, complementarian is, oh, we, everyone has their separate but equal role. So there's things that women can't do, but it doesn't mean they're less. They just can't do these things, which is another way of saying, yeah, you're less than. Remind me to tell you, after you're done, about a really, really cool conversation I had about complementarianism. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and then the third one, I'm blanking on oh, authoritarianism, which is basically just the patriarchy, which is basically just like women. Oh my gosh, I love the patriarchy. I think we should see other. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third one was, was yeah, was basically authoritarianism, patriarchy, like women shouldn't even work, men should do everything, you know. Oh my gosh, I would love to not work and just sit at home yeah. and eat bonbons in a bathroom well, and do whatever I tell you. Okay, no. Yeah, that sounds terrible. All I said was, I would love to sit at home in the bathroom and eat bonbons. That is all I said. Ooh, and maybe have like a little little glass of coffee. 
Yeah. With some cream. Oh, mm. that's the life. Anyway, continue. Anyways, so I had to basically this uh, this paper I was writing had to be I had to I had to choose a side and argue for it. So clearly, I chose egalitarian, because you know, I'm a, I'm a feminist and I'm a egalitarian. Um, and so basically, like this, I just I I had to look at all these verses and like because there's there's it's mostly Paul, um, that has the really intense like really like confusing like women like. I do not permit a woman to have authority over a man. Women shouldn't talk in the church. Um, man is the head of woman kind of a thing. All these really, but like... But the woman is the neck, and she can turn the head any way she wants. You've never seen my big, fat Greek wedding? N- oh, I have. I just <gasps> okay. don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. It is uh... the iconic... Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we'll talk. No, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so I had to dig in. So, basically, what, what I found, which I thought was really amazing was um in just about every single instance if you take away um poor like translation um because a lot of like a lot of the stuff was like like when they talk about the man being the head what i find fascinating is it's the same word in oh i might butcher this but it's the same word in the greek as it was in hebrew when it talks about in the beginning like when god like in the very like the first words of the genesis oh yeah yeah yeah. so and it it more correctly translates like the head of like in like relation to like a river oh so it's sure, like, sure, sure it's like in the beginning like was like the rivers and so it was like so like when it says like man is the head it's like man is like the start like man literally came first yes so it's not saying like man is the head it's like man is the source because adam came first and then yeah. Eve. so it's so in that context but for, but that's a small thing but in most of these contexts, yeah, they're very, very, like, very much you need the context because, like, in all these places when he's writing, the cities that he's writing to, um, each and every one of them had a really popular, um, short-lived, like, r- religious cult basically going mm-hmm. on, um, like, Corinthians and wherever else, um, and it was called the Cult of Diana, and it was female-led, and they were crazy powerful for a very short period of time, but they were known for being, like crazy like intense like off the wall like intense worship things of like people like people were known to like die in the worship services because people were like like a rave gone too far so college freshmen yeah college freshmen exactly (laughs) um (laughs) like there's there's uh there's a greek myth of like literally like women in the cult of diana like somehow like a man snuck in and they like chased him when they caught him they like ripped him like limb from limb with their bare hands like they were just like famously crazy. Oh. Yeah, famously crazy. Oh, dear. So, so these new converts who were women were, one, like, used to being in charge. Two, were used to being, like, over-the-top intense and, like, loud. and like, Right. And so, literally, Paul's not being like, every church, women need to shut up. He's like, no, you women specifically yep. Yep. need to shut up. Exactly. Because people are trying to, like, teach you because you're not... That's really what t- I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it was yes. really... It's really interesting, and there's other stuff, like, I mean, the way, like, because basically the early churches formed a lot, like, Jewish school. Yeah. Because they were, you know, starting the Jewish tradition, and Jewish school was, like, the newer the student, the less they were expected to talk. So if you were a brand new student, you weren't supposed to talk, ever. Yeah. And then, the, like, the older Which, and like, more, makes sense. Yeah, and, like, the older and more experienced you got, the more you were supposed to, like, talk, and the more you were supposed to, like, argue and disagree. Yep. And tell. And so he's literally, like, again, like, you are new. 
you're not supposed to talk. You're yep. not in charge. You need to sit down and listen. Yeah. This is not about you leading right now. This is about you literally learning yes. what this thing is. So it's really like when you learn the history Yay, Paul. of cultures. Yeah, you realize Paul is not nearly as sexist yeah. as um, a lot of um, men in the church would love for you to believe Paul is. Right, exactly. <sighs> yeah. Right, history so, lesson over. My conversation that I had with a friend about complementarianism was actually really interesting because we were talking, I was obviously in favor of egalitarianism and he was like a, I would call him like a quiet Calvinist, not like a really obnoxious, like God predates evil things to happen, like not like that kind of Calvinist, you know, that was horrifying and I'm never doing it again, (laughs) Um, but he was like the kind of Calvinist who just like like, I would say, like, a casual predestination, you know? Like, he believes everything happens for a reason from exactly. God, but he doesn't, he doesn't care if you do or not. Exactly. Um, and I, I asked him, I was like, so why are you a complimentary? Like, you seem so, like, pro-women. And he's like, well, I believe that everyone has specific roles in every relationship. And I went, oh, ooh, explain. <laughs> he was mm. like, yeah, like... I don't believe that every woman has specific roles in every marriage. I don't believe that every man has specific roles. Interesting. He was like, I believe that every person has specific roles for their lives. I don't necessarily believe that women must stay home and like do all like do all the Mm. the fifties housewife type things. Sure. But but he was like, I believe that complementarian is exactly what it it says. It's you guys you complement each other Mm. in your roles. And I was like I'm not going to tell you that that's feminism, but I like it. <laughs> and you can still call it complementarianism because that makes sense. So sure. that was like and a really cool conversation because I was like, oh, I actually, I only ever thought of like yeah. complementarianism, like, but I can't cook kind of thing sure. because I can't. I, I know. <laughs> um, that's interesting because like, I mean, everything I've ever heard of complementarianism has been both men and women trying to define what a man can do and what a woman can do. Yeah, and he was not at all. So then, again, that kind of sounds more like egalitarianism, but I wasn't gonna tell him yeah. that. But yeah. <laughs> it's like when our parents say something that's really feminist, and you're like, yeah. But and, yeah, because I mean, again, like most things that I've heard about complementarianism, it's like it's a very like I had another class. I had one year where, for whatever reason, like like equal rights between genders kept coming up for whatever reason as it should as it should yeah but i just kept being like the radical like oh brennan's the feminist because that's so radical yeah it was so radical um Ugh. yeah don't you, i had a great college experience um oh, no, you did. <laughs> we both did but uh and this in this class it was actually a woman professor and which is what made it so much more like complicated because i was like you're wrong um, oh. Yeah, no, I had a really, like, intensely complementarian professor who, one, when I said um, that I was a feminist, didn't like that word for reasons. Um, and she's like, well, you, should, you can be egalitarian, but you can't be a feminist. And we kind of had that thing where, yeah, we kind of had the thing. Actually, I loved, I loved that, and actually I, I thought of it when you first were talking about how... Um, you want to reclaim the word feminism for the for Christians, or for our sure. parents' generation, in a sense. I, I wouldn't use the word reclaim, but yeah. You want to make you want to redefine. Redefine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but um, how dare you? 
But uh, because she was like, I wouldn't use the word feminism because like, oh, feminists hate men. And, you know, she was like, went through the list of like these fake things. And I was like, well, by its definition, like this is what feminism means. It means equal rights. Literal definition. Text, text textbook, yeah, dictionary like, definition. This. And she's like, well, but, you know, she's like, even she's like, okay, maybe that's what it means. But even still, there's so much negative connotation. And I was like, well, you could say like, you know textbook what christian means is like a follower of jesus but there's so many negative connotations it leaves such a bad taste in so many people's mouths because of people who have hurt people under the name of jesus and yep. so i'm like but i still call myself a christian because that is what it is you are I'm, a christ I am, follower i'm a christ follower so i am a feminist and my job is to try to show you how that's not a bad thing that it's not not every Christian or not every feminist is this way, like right. And so, and I was like, so if I don't, if I don't, if I gave up the name feminist, I should give up the name Christian if it's gonna for literally leave, the same reason. For the yeah. same reason, I was like, if it's gonna leave a bad taste in your mouth, then I shouldn't call myself a Christian. Yeah. And she was like, oh. Um, you taught the teacher. I, that was a lot of what I did my last year at this place. I believe it. But so she was the one who literally at one point she was like, oh yeah, like I believe a woman could be like could be a pastor of a church um but she would still have to submit to her husband and like what her husband wanted well the husband also has to submit to the wife but you know yeah she never brought that up funnily enough of course and not. so i was <laughs> like so i even so to this question with the professor i was like so if a woman's a pastor of a church yeah she like she's gone to school has you know her bachelor's gone to seminary she's taken you know like eight years of christian education and my teacher's like yeah sure you know probably that's what she's done i'm like what if her husband never went to school? You know, never has any Christian education, no no training. Um, you know, just a regular just a regular Christian who does his best to read his Bible, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like if he tells his wife that she has to do something in the church this way, she has to submit and she's like, "Yep." Yeah. I was like, "So the pastor, if it's a woman, has to submit to her husband even if he is crazy, like, even if he has no reasoning to be controlling what a church is doing, just because he's a man, and she's like, yep, yeah, because that's, that's complementarianism. A woman has to submit. So even, so I was like, that's, that makes no sense. That makes no sense to me. That, yeah. Yeah. So I think something that's also important in talking about feminism is the church, is also not um, uh, disregarding the women who are, quote-unquote, air quotes, uh, traditional women sure like oh, me yeah. i i am fe- i consider myself to be fairly feminine um i am not so i'm not a, a real vocal leader mm. i am very happy in the encouraging follower role um and i'm not i'm not super like like violently outspoken you know like i'm not super like you're wrong and this is why i'm more of the Wait, let's let's talk about that kind of thing. And so I, sure. I tend to be more quiet in that sense. Yeah. But that does not mean that, like, I'm less of a woman. Mm-hmm. Because, like, women can be... Women can be boisterous and loud yeah. and assertive and authoritative, authoritative, and they can be a leader. Mm-hmm. They can also be more of a quiet happy follower more yeah um more shy more not super into really really heavy like aggressive discussions Mm -hmm. um and it actually took me a really really long time to learn that it took me Mm -hmm. until probably the last like year or so to realize that like 
my feminism and like my femininity is just as valid as someone who does not identify with any of those character traits. Oh yeah. Like I definitely associate myself more with the quieter. Like we're all made in God's image, mm-hmm. and so there he has all of the all of the good qualities that we want to be. So I associate myself more with the quieter, gentle ones than mm. the like. Again, like leader, authoritarian. I don't aggressive is like too <laughs> aggressive of a word, but like assertive. That's the word. Oh, oh, sorry, I clapped because I got excited that I realized the right word. Um, but yeah, so like yeah. the assertive qualities, mm-hmm. and I think that's super valid, and I think that again, toxic masculinity prevents a lot of men from realizing yeah. that same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which again, whole other. We should episode. probably do another episode on toxic. That could be the next. That'll, that'll be, be next that's going to be our next episode. Yeah. It's toxic masculinity in the church specifically. Yeah. No, because I think that's super valid though. Because like you could have a you know quote unquote. Like, He's using air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have like a quote unquote like, fifties style like, relationship and marriage, you know? Totally. Like, a woman stays home, she cooks, she has dinner waiting on the table for yeah. the man, and the man comes home from his job, and he's the provider. You know, you could have yeah. that. And as long as there's health, and as long as there's acceptance and, and happiness... Totally. And as long as that's what everyone wants, yep. that's no problem. But yeah. if, you know, if it's a man being like, you have to stay home and cook and clean... Yeah. Then that's... It's, it's what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up, because the dynamic that I grew up with was, you know, my dad had the 9 to 5, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom until I was probably in 6th or 7th grade, Mm. Um, and I loved that my mom was a stay-at-home mom, because I knew that she sent me off to school every day, and she was there when I came home Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, like I said, from kindergarten to 6th or 7th grade, and she would, more often than not, she would cook, Um, but that's, I mean, she loves it. She Mm -hmm. loves cooking, especially for people. But my dad also does. So he would kind of take the weekends to cook. Mm. Um, except on Sunday. Sunday was leftover day because of church. So. Of course, of course. Um, but my dad always, to, to this day, and he's been referring to my mother as this since I can remember, as she who must be obeyed. Mm. So anytime, like, someone would be like, what are you guys doing this weekend? Like, we should get dinner. And, she, and my dad would be like, I have to check with the boss. Ah. Which was like... the. It's so funny thinking about it now because I'm like, that's such, that's such a feminist ideal. It's like everyone has their preferred roles in the house mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, that's great. And it's so, I grew up in a, like a really healthy, like Justine, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. I remember my dad bought me a Tonka truck when I was two years old because he, nice. he grew up with all brothers and he was like. We're gonna we're gonna throw a Tonka truck in. So I would like put all my Barbies in it and like. <laughs> so I never had a Barbie car. I was like, why would I need a Barbie car when I have a Tonka truck? Mm-hmm. I put stickers all over. It was great. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I grew up with a really healthy view of men and women because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad. We oh my gosh, the church I grew up in. We had um, the senior pastor's wife who loved children's ministry. So mm. she was the children's pastor, not because of any like sexism ideal, but just because. She was so made for that. Mm, like, mm-hmm. to this day. Like, I haven't seen her in close to 10 years. And I'm like, she was made for that role. And she thrived there. Um, and she would preach every Mother's Day. And she would always... It was always like, hey, you need to appreciate your moms more. They work really hard. And my mom would always, like, poke me in the shoulder. <laughs> um, because that's my mother. But, it like, even their dynamic was... They just fell into the roles they were made for. Yeah. 
And so having, I, I feel like I was really, really blessed, like, view, like seeing that in my church mm. as well as at home. Now, when I went to Bible college, <laughs> that was dead, just totally, just a completely. Did, did you experience sexism at Oh my gosh. Like, the first two weeks I was there, like, ugh, so... I was originally a youth ministry major, so I wanted to come out of college being a youth pastor when I when I um, started college. And my advisor did not believe that women should be in ministry, and if they wanted to be in ministry, they could be a children's pastor. And it was my first advisor meeting, so it was halfway through the semester. So it was, okay, so it was like four weeks in. And I was already thinking about changing my... Uh, major because all the professors were men and everyone in my class was like they were men and there were some women but they were usually like um we had youth ministry and then we had oh crap um not youth advocacy but like another I don't remember the name of it, and I have several friends who have degrees in it, but it was an, it was another degree having to do with youth. Mm. Um, but I was specifically on the path to becoming a pastor. Sure. So all of my female friends were in that other track, and I mm. was the one who wanted to become a, a youth pastor. And sure. I remember sitting down with my advisor, and I had all of my... Um, sorry, they, we just got a notification that the maximum recording time is 60 minutes. So I'm going to tell the story well, yeah. and then we're going to wrap it up. Well, yeah, we just got a little bit of time. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, and so in my advisor meeting, advising meeting, he, I like laid out, I had all four years planned because, um, hi, my name is Justine. <laughs> You've been dating me long enough. You know, that's who I am. And he was like, all right, so you're and he was looking at my, my four year plan and he said, so you're. You're sure you don't want to do children's ministry? And I went, uh, yeah, I hate kids, which is really funny now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so it was just a really unfortunate experience, and that didn't stop. Like, those kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of thing didn't stop, and even into after college, experiencing sexism in the church, like, during the sermon on sexism or feminism in the church, um, we got into discussion groups and I told this story to my discussion group and one of my friends from college interrupted me to tell a story about that professor. And then another one, a male friend, and then another male friend interrupted him to be like, oh yeah, 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 this was my experience. And I just sat there and looked at them and they were both, they both like just mouth opened and they were like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I am... They were so genuine, like genuinely apologizing. So that's why I was not mad because it was, it was genuinely hilarious. Like we're talking about sexism and I get interrupted because fun sexism fact, women get interrupted because of the patriarchy. It's great. Anyway, but it, yeah. So like my experiences with sex have been so, they're usually for a lot of women, they're so small and they're Mm. like little jabs. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you want to be a pastor? No! And like this, this like giant door slams down or whatever, but it's usually, it's micro, uh, microaggressions. Yeah. That's a word that I can use in context. Nicely done. Thank you. We just fist bumped. It was adorable. Um, but yeah, so I feel like a lot of it is, is looking at your friend and going, was, did, was that, that, he he just said that. He, Oh my gosh. And then you feel gross. Because at first you're just like, did that just happen? 
oh yes it did, even though it's 2018 kind of thing. So, all that to say, we freaking really need feminism in the church. We need people to invite women to these amazing roles that they were created Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. and not be like, no, 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 you should be in children's ministry. Unless you want to be in children's ministry. Then be in children's ministry because that's literally what you were created to do. But like, let women do what God created them to do. Preach it. (sighs) I think I just did. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, awesome. This has been, there's like, 20 things I want to say, but we don't have time. We really don't. And I think they'll just be reiterating things said. Yeah. So good job. Thank you. Um, Again, this is only from my experience. It is not from anyone else's. Um, I apologize for that. We kind of did this last minute, so we didn't have time to... I mean, that's no excuse, but hopefully one day we'll be able to to get a real conversation going with, Mm -hmm. with other people who identify as women. Yeah. And who are in the church. Um, we have an Instagram. Uh, what is it? Isn't it just... I'm going to put it in the show notes because I don't... Yeah, I haven't it's... posted on it since our first podcast. Well, I think it's like WD... It do... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll um... post our Instagram and our email in the show notes if you yeah. want to get in touch with us mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to hear from you for topic ideas or whatever you want to hear yeah. or feedback. If I had said something really dumb, please tell me. Mm-hmm. And I will try to reconcile that in our next episode with like a corrections corner yeah. or something. But other than that, anything else, Brad? Um, I just have to say final thoughts. I think. No! What? Like, no, 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 like my final thoughts. Oh. You, you can give your final thoughts. I thought you were, the, like the way you said it was like so sarcastic. And also your knee just cracked into the microphone. Oh, sorry if you guys heard that. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I'm a very cracky human being. I don't know why. Anyway, we have 10 minutes before I finish um, so just my final thoughts on all of this. Okay. This is just, it's, it, I'm sorry I didn't understand. Yeah. It just it seems to me that the church thrives when we don't just take from one area's demographic. Well, yes. You know, I when agree. we That's allow there to be diversity, when mm-hmm. we allow there to be different opinions, mm-hmm. when we allow different perspectives. I mean, mm-hmm. yes. once you allow all of creation to have a voice yes um it just it creates more interesting more um i think um more beneficial yes um absolutely i mean church services and and sermons and worship just communities and and communities yeah and conversations i mean my learning about how to be a better man would not be nearly as good if I didn't have women and people to bounce conversation off of and their perspective. Yeah. If I just had to look at other white straight men about how I should be a white straight man, <laughs> I, I would be a very different person. Yeah, but for I can, sure. I can lean on and take inspiration from a wide array of diverse humans. I that's think that's awesome. really beautiful. I think that's a God-given thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he all created us to be one way. For sure. Any final thoughts? Ironically, no. So you have the last word on this podcast just about feminism in the church. <laughs> 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 and 
honestly, I'm super okay with it. Let me just give the final word. Uh, Literally. But, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. I think we thrive in diversity and mm-hmm. in being uncomfortable and being challenged by our old ways of thinking. Yeah. And, and freaking, we need women. And we need people who identify as women. And we need feminine men and we need soft men and we need uh, you know assertive women and assertive men like we need all these different kinds of people Mm -hmm. because we were created so specifically for those things and we just need to realize our own potential and how amazing we all are and like just you know be literally who god created us to be yeah preach it haha i had the last word i just high-fived myself yeah, that was not me high-fiving her. No, I high-fived myself. That was her self-fiving. Yeah. Okay, right, thanks, well, bye. thanks, guys. See you next time.